Today, I'd like us to think about little things that can have a big impact. Little things can affect big change. Little things can also cause great destruction and chaos. The mother whose children have come home from school with lice knows this to be true. Yes, these little bugs can send a whole classroom and a whole household into chaos. Loads of laundry, intense combing sessions, shampoos that practically burn off the scalp, and no small amount of tears, all due to these itty-bitty creatures with their teeny-tiny eggs. Yes, little things can cause great destruction. She misses the step by one inch and ends up in the hospital for months. He has one drink too many and gets behind the wheel. 2020 will go down in history as the year that a teeny tiny virus claimed a million lives and brought powerful governments and economies to its knees. The destruction of this virus cannot be adequately described. And on May 25th, an act of police brutality claimed the life of a solitary black man, an action which ignited a national reckoning. Who could have imagined the impact of this one event less than 250 miles from where this church stands today. When faced with such overwhelming problems, the kind of problems that 2020 has brought about, many of us find comfort and solace in life's little pleasures. Taking a walk around the neighborhood, rereading a favorite novel, enjoying a drink outside six feet apart from a dear friend. These are the kinds of activities keeping us sane right now in a world gone mad. This past week, a retired pastor from our church shared a short series of poems he had written reflecting on the activity of life observed in his own backyard. Pastor Franklin Pudis wrote about the ants, the weeds, the worms, the soil and grass, inviting the reader to take time and marvel with him in the smallest wonders of God's creation. The ants are very small, he wrote, and crawl upon the walk they never stop each time they meet to talk. Yes, many of us are enjoying the simpler pleasures of life these days. Bread baking, crafting, home repair. These hands-on, homegrown activities provide a sacred refuge 
in the midst of a troubled world. My own husband has taken up woodworking. And I've seen the way that the purchase of one small power tool can quickly lead to a dozen larger power tools. And soon, one's whole garage can be overrun by many items that weren't there before. Yes, little actions can affect big change. Little things can lead to the proliferation of much and many. This leads us to consider today's gospel lesson. Here, Jesus offers forth six short parables meant to describe the kingdom of heaven. Today, we'll focus on just the first two, the parable of the mustard seed and the parable of the leaven. Both of these parables illustrate the small ways in which God's power active in Jesus Christ mysteriously inaugurates the empire of heaven. First, we'll look at the parable of the mustard seed. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. One of our Bible study participants this week, a gardener herself, could not imagine that the mustard plant she's seen in North American gardens could grow into something quite so large. It turns out that there are varieties of mustard plants, and the variation that Jesus described could indeed grow into something more than 12 feet high. Scholars note that it would have been a common sight to see such mustard trees surrounded with a cloud of birds, for the birds love to eat the little black seeds of the tree and settle on the tree to eat them. The point Jesus is making is this. The kingdom of heaven starts with the smallest beginnings with its eventual reach and scale being one we can scarcely imagine, culminating in the restoration and renewal of all creation. This point is further illustrated in the parable of the leaven. In this scene, a woman hides a small clump of fermented dough kept over from a previous baking. She hides it into a new batch of dough, to which she added three gigantic measures of wheat flour, enough to make bread for over a hundred people. Again, the larger point is this. The kingdom of heaven is actively expanding through Jesus, a penniless first-century Jew who is no ordinary man but is rather the Son of God. This expansion of the kingdom of heaven under his reign is true and real, even as human eyes may fail to perceive it. 
the kingdom of heaven provides shelter and nourishment to those whom Jesus has claimed as his own. Seventy years ago, a preacher named George Buttrick wrote the following commentary on these two parables of the kingdom of heaven's expansion. These are parables of hope, reminding us that there shall be mighty growth from small beginnings. Consider now our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How small was the seed, a babe born into a harsh world, a teacher on a hillside, a condemned man slain on a shameful cross, an empty grave, and 11 men believing in him. What a tiny seed in a vast and alien field. How could such a seed ever come to harvest? Yes, Jesus confronts our notions of what we think power looks like. We imagine that power comes from strong-arm tactics, through popularity contests and follower counts. We picture power rising from large cities and massive human achievement. Then comes along Jesus with a different definition of what God's power looks like. He first appears in swaddling cloths, then on the bank of the River Jordan preparing to be baptized, then in and among the least of these, preaching God's favor and blessing. He rode in to the royal city, not on a war horse, but on the back of a donkey. He was killed by those who accused him of blasphemy and insurrection. He died, but rose again. By his spirit, he is still here, offering today's set of unlikely disciples new life through the water and the word and encouraging us along life's way. The principalities and powers that seem to continually have us under their thumb will not reign over us forever. We are marked for the kingdom of heaven. This past week, I participated in a new ministry of First Lutheran Church, Drive-Through Communion. When I was ordained into Word and Sacrament ministry 14 years ago, I never would have imagined myself dispensing the body and blood of our Lord Jesus through the passenger window of someone's vehicle. But unprecedented times call for unprecedented measures. Imagine a pastor clutching a small wafer, shouting from behind a mask over the noisy traffic of Minnesota Avenue. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks. It was a strange but extraordinary day. 72 individuals came through our drive-through. 
We now have these little cups of grape juice we're using now, and you have to peel back the foil lid so all of the contents remain sterile and uncontaminated. People often chuckled when they observed this new contraption born out of medical necessity. But there wasn't just laughter shared this past Wednesday, there were tears too. Tears that come from receiving the promise of Jesus Christ given in the bread and in the wine for the first time in ages. Believing that he is present just as he promised, God is present and powerfully with us throughout these unprecedented times, giving us the forgiveness of sins and the hope of eternal life. Jesus is calling you to faith today, calling you to have faith in God who is active in these tiny yet powerful movements illustrated by Christ's activity. Believe and trust that this God is active in your life when the problems of this world are far too big for you to handle, when the obstacles you face appear insurmountable, the activity of God in Jesus Christ cannot be overcome by any principality or power. Here is shelter for you in his branches. Here is nourishment for you, the bread of life. Recall the words of the Apostle Paul, what can separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress, persecution or famine, peril or sword, are any of the powers of this world a match for our God? No, nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. His Spirit is here today, helping us in our weakness, filling us with a power unbound by the limitations of this world. Last week, I thanked Pastor Pudis for sending me his poems, which reflected on God's creation in the midst of his backyard. And in response, Pastor Pudis sent me another poem he wrote, summarizing our gospel reading for today. It's as small as a seed and active as leaven, one great pearl or the best of the catch, heaven. Today, may God fix your eyes on the powerful activity of Jesus Christ who ushers in the kingdom of heaven for us. May God give you faith even the size of a mustard seed, that you may believe and trust in the salvation he offers. May this be the faith and the hope that you cling to, the hope that nothing can snatch away. Amen. <laughs>